welcome to the Point of Impact podcast with Rick McDaniel. Thanks for joining us today. Get ready to be inspired and motivated to live a high-impact life. Now, here's Rick. Welcome to another episode of the Point of Impact podcast, and I'm Rick McDaniel. It's great to have you joining us again today, and we're going to turn back toward the pandemic focus again. We did three episodes and then took a break to finish up the influence influencer series and then we went back last week and I just really want to touch on this again and the mental health aspect today is going to be the focus when 30 million people have lost their jobs that is just uh, an, an incredible blow to uh, to so many folks and then you add uh, the stresses that come along with not being able to visit with family members and friends and uh, grandparents can't see their grandkids, and then you have folks that uh, can't even visit uh, in the hospital because of all the COVID situations, and uh, it just becomes more and more. Some of these things are referred to as like by psychologists as micro traumas, um, maybe not full blown trauma, but but they're they're difficult to deal with and and challenging to deal with for sure, and so it really. Uh, taxes our mental health. It's it's just a, an enormous challenge that we have to try to <clears throat> stay healthy mentally as we go through something that none of us have ever really experienced before. And I've talked a lot about the fear and, and, and I'll talk a lot more about it because I, I, I am concerned that, that uh, it really is being stoked in many ways. And, and so it's made to to be even worse, but uh, I'm not in any way denying the reality of the challenge that that we're facing in terms of just trying to to deal with this and and to be able to have the the right kind of approach to looking at the fact that um, for most of us we're we're not going to 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 die. We may not even suffer very much if we were to get the the virus and. And the fact is that in New York City, the hardest hit place in America, 99%, that's 99% of all deaths were with people who are elderly with or with underlying conditions or both. So if you don't have underlying conditions and you're not elderly, then you're, you know, you're fortunate. Uh, however, one life lost is one too many. And so we have to balance all these things out. And if, the, if somebody you love's life is lost, then, then that's, uh, that's devastating. But it's important to try to gain a degree of equilibrium and balance about things. And, and um, you know, this, this idea that, you know, that I may die versus I may get sick. I mean, maybe that's just the first way to reframe things a bit. I may get sick, but dying is, is, is highly unlikely. But no one likes to be sick, even though if it's it may be nothing more than what you may have experienced with the flu in the past. It's still something that is concerning, and and just all the the changes that go with it uh, become challenges to our uh, mental well being, and we have to fight the fear. And I've spoken on that, written about it, have an upcoming article coming out about that. But in the meantime. And maybe that's a whole nother episode. Let's just explore a little more deeply some practices that you can can have for your for your mental health. And and I want to give you 15 
practices for your mental health during this uh, pandemic. So let's just jump right in and see if we can uh, make some <clears throat> progress here in, in helping you. So here you go. Number one, maintain a sense of normalcy. Now, you know, you may say uh, nothing's normal, but but at the same time, you know, going through the motions the way you would do if this was not happening, meaning, you know, waking up at the same time. And if you if you have a job, going to your job or working at, at your job at home, eating at the same sort of times, exercising at the same times, uh, you know, just trying to the best of your ability to keep things normalized focusing on the things you can control uh, rather than obsessing about the uncontrollable state of this uh, present pandemic. That, that's not going to do you any good. It's, it's not going to help you. But, you know, control what you can control, as uh, Coach used to say to us ball players. And I think the more that you can just live as normally in your routine. Now you say, well, my routine was going out on Friday night and my routine was doing this on Saturday. I get that. That certainly is different. No, no doubt about it. But to, this, to the degree that you can maintain the same routine and normalcy, I think will, will do you very well. Second would be staying connected virtually in a time where, you know, most people are experiencing anxiety, fear, even panic, then it's important to, to be vigil, visually and verbally connected with your friends and your family. And, and you know, that, that, is, uh, that is something that thankfully we can do probably like no time before in history because of our uh, technological capabilities. Kaiser Health says that nearly half of people in the U.S. feel that their mental health is being harmed due to, to the coronavirus. So using FaceTime or Skype or Zoom to be able to have interactions with, uh, with people is just great. My wife was sharing with me uh, just earlier today about uh, FaceTiming with uh, our son and grandson yesterday and and then our grandson came up to the phone and just, just all this gibberish, just blah, 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 blah. and then after all that, he said, walk, because they had gone on a walk earlier. And, you know, we just both sort of cracked up about that. I mean, it's just so funny. Walk. So, you know, looking for these times where you can just have a chuckle and uh, just have a good laugh at that this little guy, you know, and just being able to thank God for the ability to use these tools that connect us. Very, very important. Another practice is just really taking care of yourself in terms of uh, what can you do, uh, you know, just just for the fun of it, or or what can you do to just make sure that you know, you're doing the best you can do, like, like getting sleep, you know, like getting the right amount of sleep, being able to, to just realize that it's doing you no good to, to stay up late hours of the night, you know, watching stuff and, and not really getting sleep that you need, trying to eat as well as you can, try, trying to stay in that mode of, of, of good eating and, and not falling into, you know, some of these uh, practices that, that we seem to be doing the baking going is going up and and uh, and and all that that's taking place. What can we do to maybe uh, you know control that a, a little bit better? Might uh, might be helpful. Exercising, continuing to 
to to exercise, to to get outside, and you know to just do the things that that you can do to take care of yourself, so that you're you're in the best place that you can be, and and that you are practicing those sort of basic things that that make for uh, a, a healthy mindset. Here's another practice. Limiting how much you're complaining uh, to, to people that you're, uh, you know, in, in relationship with, you know, confined in the space with, you know, family members. And, um, you know, it may be easy to spend your time complaining, but that can take a toll on both you and, and them and really create an unhealthy environment that is just not going to be good for, for you and, uh, it's not going to be good for your your family members. You know, we're we're all worn out by this, and our nervous systems are taxed, and we're a little short on patience for sure. Um, you know, and and you know, this might have you think that these people directly around you are the ones that you can vent to, um, but maybe it would be better to uh, pick up the phone and 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 call a friend or or. Uh, Maybe even seek out uh, professional help with a therapist or a counselor or your pastor to try to talk to somebody else so that they aren't the ones that sort of are uh, receiving the brunt of, of, of all of your uh, complaints and grievances, whatever they may be. And listen, this is uh, these are challenging days. There's no there's no doubt about it. And just watching plans that you have go down the tubes and special events. I mean, you just think about graduations and weddings and all these things that are not happening the way that we hope they would be. And even funerals can't take place. There's there's plenty there. I, I'm not going to deny that. But it, it may be best to try to find others that you can talk with and not overtax your, your family members and the people that are, are spending so much time with you and and really need kind of a, a break from that. Another practice that will really help during this challenging time is to, to make sure that you are making time, allocating time to really spend with those that you love, creating moments in the day where you can really express your love, carving out the time for making someone's favorite meal or giving a hug or telling your loved ones how much you appreciate them and acknowledging that this is a tough time, just making sure to show them that you care about them and that you appreciate that they're in your life and that because they're with you, it's going to make this experience easier or less difficult or in some way make sure that you let them know that it's good to have them around as you go through something as challenging as this. Those those are important things to do. And and again, as important as that is, there, the other side of that, that is you need to have time alone as well. Being inside with people maybe more than you ever have before, have before in a long time, uh, you know, can make it hard to have time for yourself. And so we are certainly, you know, about social, we are social beings, we want social interaction. And that this is why the social isolation is so challenging, really, for for many of us. 
but at the same time, you know, there's there's a need to to have alone time. So taking time for yourself uh, to listen to music or to read a book, to take a walk, maybe even to watch something by yourself, you know, that's that's healthy as well. And if you can strike that right balance between the time together, the loving times, and the time apart, then you're going to be in, I think, in a, in a really good place to help get through this really challenging time. Another part of the normalcy thing that I, I started with and when just returned another practice is to try to find ways to keep plans that, that you've made, you know, that things that you plan on doing previous to this pandemic. Now, you know, that may seem like it's impossible to do, but, you know, may, maybe not. Maybe there's still ways to to do some of the things virtually that maybe you used to do in person. So, you know, if you maybe went out with a, a group of friends or, or something like that, or maybe a couple friends, whatever the case may be, maybe you can do something on a Friday night, you know, on online and get together and, you know, talk, play a game, even share a meal. You know, it's it takes some creativity, sure, but I mean it, it can be done. And just being able to to try to continue to do certain things. Maybe you meet somebody that you worked out with and you meet meet them outside and and you do a workout outside so you can continue your Saturday morning workout routine, whatever it might be. And, you know, even if you can't go to church live, you're still going to church online and then maybe even touching base with people right online or afterwards by phone or text talking about the service or what's going on in your life, the sorts of things that you would do in the lobby of the church if you were actually going there uh, for real, just things like that, that really can can help to make it seem like, you know, the plans that I've made and the things that I was going to do and can still be done. You look what some of these folks are doing creatively around graduations and some other special events. It's still possible. And uh, I think it's, it's worth doing that. And even as you look toward the summer and summer plans, trying to keep those summer plans, believing that, hey, it may happen. It's possible that you still will be able to keep those plans and kind of looking forward to that and not just uh, giving up on that too soon. I mean, this thing is changing all the time. I mean, there's just no doubt about it. it this, this pandemic did not turn out to be nearly as deadly as it was supposed to be. I mean, that's just a fact. And so it's, it's still very serious, but it's not what it was. And so you just never know some of these reopening plans, they may turn out much better than, than some of the skeptics think. And you may have opportunities to fulfill plans this summer that maybe at an earlier time you thought you would. So keep that, keep that in mind. And then another is to just set small goals for yourself. You know, just everyday goals. And, and again, these may not seem like goals in, in, in normal times, but, you know, just being able to say, you know, okay, you know, I got that, uh, did some of that spring cleaning that I wanted to do today. 
uh, called somebody up that I haven't spoken to in a while. I've been thinking about, I got a message the other day from my cousin who I haven't talked to in a while. In fact, the last time I, I saw her, this is a crazy story. You can't tell, tell all of it. It'll take too long, but literally ran into her and of all places, New York city. And she lives in Atlanta and I live in Richmond. So tell me how in a city of 10 million people or something, you'd run into somebody. I mean, it's just kind of bizarre, but heard from her, you know, maybe, you know, it's, it's something else that you wanted to achieve, like finish this particular book or this online course or whatever. It doesn't have to be a giant goal, but just uh, little goals that, you know, you can just feel good about. What I, I like to do, you know, is make the lists and then kind of see the list get checked off one by one it gives you it gives you a feeling of of accomplishment and 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 we need that right now to something you know positive and um, set those goals and then you know celebrate not giant celebrations of course but celebrate the accomplishments of those goals i think it'll do you good this is a practice that i've talked about before but um I want to come come back again, which is limiting your access to to what you're taking in in terms, of especially, you know, the news. It's uh, it's just very important to limit how much news you take in every day. Um, some some say twice a day max. You know, just twice a day. You know, that maybe even just once a day. Not uh, allowing the the negative news to kind of create a, a mood swing in you. And important to understand that you're not going to miss anything. You know that that the, the big stuff you'll you'll hear about, you'll you'll know about. A lot of the stuff is just repeated over and over again. You'll gain peace of mind knowing that you know it's not always this up and down thing that happens, and and that's what happens. You know, as a leader, I have to consume more news than 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 regular folks, if you would have to. And that's, that's a challenge for me because, you know, it's incredible. The more that you listen and read, and it's just, there's all kinds of things that are said and, and then things that, you know, were said turn out to, to not be accurate or, or true, or there are scenarios that just sound awful. We had something happen here in Virginia where our health commissioner, literally the commissioner of health said this most outlandish thing that it would be two years and before, you know, people would be sort of be functioning with jobs and school and all this stuff and just just absolutely just upset everybody. And then the next day, the governor had to come out and say, yeah, that's not true. And we don't want to be spreading fear and misinformation. <laughs> you know, I mean, the health commissioner says something like that. And the next day, the governor's like, mm, no. So it's just important to really limit because, uh, you know, if you miss that statement one day and then you heard the correction the next day by the governor you know you 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 wouldn't have had to go through a day of really just upsetting kinds of things and and you know this this stuff is happening all over the place here's another practice and that is creating uh work and 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 home life boundaries and boundaries is is a great principle establishing boundaries in your life. It's important to set boundaries and certainly between work and home. I was just talking with someone yesterday and they were talking about how they're, they have to do this very thing, the school teacher, and just saying that, you know, had to say, okay, the day ends at this time. Don't, don't expect to hear from me after that t time until the next day. And so it's just so important to be able to establish 
boundaries and say, you know, this is my designated work area and I do work here and I in the home and I do it during these hours. And, you know, just really being able to make sure that you you guard those two things so that work and home don't kind of blur one to the other. And, uh, you know, you, you've got to really have a, almost like a, an activity to mimic the transition from one to the other. And, and that's, I think, vitally important as well. You know, maybe that's, you know, going outside or something to just literally just like make the change. Okay, work is over. Now I'm going to home or vice versa. Okay, I'm up. I'm up. I've done my thing. And what I would normally do as far as a, a typical uh, commute to work, this is my sort of step outside. And when I come back in, I'm coming back in to go to work. And just really establishing these boundaries with your family and with your coworkers so that work is work and home life is home life. Another really helpful practice is to try to stay technology free at, at the beginning of the day. Um, with not much to do, you know, it, it, it can be easy to just get attached to technology 24-7. But especially in, in the morning, to, to not start your day that way. I don't, I don't take, I don't turn on anything uh, to watch at all in the morning ever. I do uh, do some things in the morning where I'll, I'll take a, a quick look at, at the news and, and obviously things like uh, email and, and other things like that and my social media stuff that I do every morning, my tweets and, and stuff, Facebook, uh, Instagram, things like that. But, you know, just really having breakfast and, and just trying to spend time not doing that. Like I, I, I spend time reading and uh, certainly uh, writing as well. Uh, but whatever, you know, whatever it is, just making sure that you don't start your day just straight up with technology. And really, it's not until you, you start your work day that, that that really enters in. It can it can be uh, be very helpful uh, to to do that, it'll 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 it will help your mental health and well-being. There's 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 no doubt about that. And then a, a couple other practices, and these you know um, kind of go against my nature and probably even what I would normally advise. But I think in times like this, the you have to do uh, uh, you have to do some things differently. So here's two that that I'd put in that category. One is to uh, not not feel so guilty for uh, you, you know indulging um, so in this kind of crazy time as I've referred to it it's just really kind of a, a, a crazy season that we're in you you know you you've just got to to um, do the best that you can do and so you know this may be a time where you know you are going to have a little more ice cream or some more uh, cookies and you're not going to necessarily feel the the guilt about that for the indulgence because under normal circumstances you might practice more self-control but in in this just unusual season super challenging season that we that we're in just ask more of us. And so 
we we may need a, a few of these kinds of breaks. And um, you know, I, I've done this, and I'm a pretty disciplined guy. But you know, I, I uh, a couple weeks ago went and got some donuts one Saturday morning, and um, New Englanders love their Boston cream donuts. And man, I tell you, there's a place near me that makes some phenomenal Boston cream donuts. And then I love frozen custard. And um, after uh, church on Sunday, having done the service, you know, we film it. Uh, we do it live on Sunday mornings to an empty auditorium. And uh, I just uh, said, man, I, I'm going to go get some of that uh, frozen custard. So, you know, it's stuff you enjoy. And it's probably not something that you can do too much of or even do in more normal times, but these are unusual times. And then another practice would be engaging in kind of activity that, you know, you might call mindless. Now, a guy like me, intellectual guys, again, don't love the, the term mindless, but, uh, you know, it, it, there's times when your mind is just like an overdrive, and, and that's one of the seasons that we're in right now. I mean, it's just a fact. And so, there's so much there going on that it, it may be important to just do something that does not require the the mind. So it could be something like uh, doing something in your yard, uh, working on a puzzle, uh, maybe watching uh, a comedy. I've been watching uh, uh, some Jim Gaffigan stand-up routines to just have a, a good laugh and kind of just get your mind off of all the things that are happening. And, and I think that those, uh, whatever those might be for you, those are activities worth, worth doing in this particular season uh, because we, we just need uh, a break from kind of the, the overload that we are uh, presently experiencing. Okay, a few more practices. Uh, here's another one. I really think it's important for your mental health. And that is really to get outside every day. Try to get outside every single day. I mean, right now it's raining where I am in Richmond, Virginia. Uh, so it's not some beautiful sunny day, but you know, it's great to, you know, it's great to have the sun shining on your face and say hello to your neighbors and get your heart rate up a little bit, get your body moving, um, you know, it's difficult the, the times that we're in and dealing with your work and your family. And if you're uh, children and they're not in school, all that that entails. So just getting your heart rate up and, and uh, getting moving is just a good thing. And I've uh, spoken and written before about just the experience of awe, trying to get out and just you know, maybe see a sun uh, rise or, or a sunset trying to get into nature if you possibly can. I mean, I'm still I'm still holding out hopes for the National Park uh, vacation this summer. I'll tell you that, you know, I uh, they're they're going to reopen and to what extent they'll reopen and lodging and, and eating and all that stuff. Uh, hopefully it can all come together, but just trying to get outside every day and get some fresh air and and uh, change the environment is 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 really very 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 healthy for you. And then one final practice, focusing on the present and not the future. With so much uncertainty and so many unknowns, that's just way too difficult mentally to be thinking about what's going to come up or how long things are going to last this way or when are we going to return 
to the way things used to be. It, it's just, uh, it's too much. Now, those of us in leadership have to do uh, some forecasting and we've got to look into the future and try to determine the way things are. I understand that. But for many people, just staying in the present, just taking, you know, life as it comes day by day, just don't borrow. Jesus said these words, don't borrow trouble from tomorrow. That's great advice. Don't borrow trouble from tomorrow. Just stay in, in the moment, stay in the present, deal with today. And because the future, who knows? I mean, again, there's predictions and they're all over the place. And who, who really knows what will happen and who's right? We'll see. We will see. You, tomorrow, another change could happen. Some miracle drug could take place or uh, some kind of fast-tracked vaccine or any number of other things could happen or some some states could could see just great success in reopening and things going well. Who knows? Or things could go in a more negative direction. So let's just stay in the present. So these are 15 practices for you and for your mental health. And your you know your mental health is really, really important. And so I hope you'll practice them. And again, I would just say to you, if you're looking for more um, encouragement, rickmcdaniel.com. That's the place to go. I've got every week I have this podcast, also have messages uh, that I speak at my church. I have devotionals every single week, articles that I've written. There is a host of material. There's I mean, literally like, wow, over 15 and soon to be 20 different items that you could listen to, watch or read having to do with dealing with this pandemic in one shape or form, as well as the books that I have written. So I just really encourage you to take advantage of going to the website and uh, seeing what's there to supplement and certainly share these podcast episodes with people that you know that are, are cooped up inside and really need to uh, work on their mental health or really need to pick me up uh, or encouragement in some other way, that, that's definitely uh, going to be helpful to them. And so I just encourage you to share with them. And uh, thanks for being with us again this week on the Point of Impact podcast. And we will see you next week. You've been listening to the Point of Impact podcast with Rick McDaniel. Thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to you joining us for our next episode.